Four-game losing streak, it's over. The Minnesota Wild are back in the win column. We'll talk about the win, the new look top six, and what is to come for the Wild this week, all on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our wide array of content as the season rolls on. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, Alex McLeddy joins us to talk about the Wild breaking the four-game losing streak, getting back in the win column, the new look top six, as well as what is to come with three games on tap here this week. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. We bring in Alex McLeddy for today's episode, and Alex, wild one on Saturday, so you know what that means. Victory, McLeddy, Monday. It's over. It's history. The losing streak is finally done. What a game. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you thought we thought waving the white flag in the first, <laughs> first five minutes after, what, three goals on three shots or three on four? And Gus gets <laughs> Gus gets pulled, um, and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" You know, and the the Rangers they were missing a bunch of guys too, and so you're like, "Really? The this is how the Rangers are going to come out without Adam Fox and uh, no Igor and uh, uh, Jonathan Quick just playing lights out in the first period, and then you know something clicked in this in that second period, and you know uh, they from there they uh, they dominated, um, and you know." It was it was really nice to see uh, all all the lines were were co- contributing um, and you know and what more can you say about Mark Andre Fleury too he he kind of he kind of just held things together because that yeah. could have really 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 gone off the rails so a uh, credit to to you know Mark Andre and um, you know he just brought that veteran calm calm presence and you knew with uh, the amount of shots that the Wild were putting on Jonathan Quick that eventually. Uh, you know, the flood floodgates were going to open and, you know, it, it, it all started with Ryan Hartman. And uh, from there, it uh, yeah, they they played lights out. And uh, that last uh, like three or four minutes in the third period, that was insane. I've Unreal. never seen a shift like that. Then uh, they and the wild were able to, you know, get new guys out there, too. And it would they were so close to scoring. Uh, that would have been just electric um, uh, to win like that. But uh yeah, they saved the excitement for the for the shootout, and uh, yeah, that was that was something else. Well, it it took every bit of willpower in Jonathan Quick's arsenal for the Wild not to just win that game in regulation, uh, because that stretch that you talked about, I I clocked it. The final seven minutes of regulation, the New York Rangers were able to get one shot on net. And they were only able to clear the puck out of their end three times. 
in a seven minute span. It was it. I've never seen anything like that before. Like basically giving a team a seven minute power play while playing an even strength. Yeah, it was it was nuts. You know, I <laughs> and the the fact that uh, you know that the Wild kept it. Uh, you know, with with special teams there too. They 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 held on because. You know the Rangers really could have added uh, to that uh, three nothing lead. So so credit to you know to you know to clearing some some penalties there. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that was just exciting. It was it was nice to see the building have some excitement just because some of the past couple of uh, home games have just been doozies. And so uh, yeah. to have a win at home too, you know, I think it just. Uh, it was a relief for, for every single person um, involved with that team. And I think that's why the start to the season has been so frustrating is because you see a performance like Saturday and it's clearly in there. Mm -hmm. It's clearly in there with this group. We just have not seen it yet for full stretches of games so far this season. And again, it came after you fall behind three, nothing. And so that was, one of the interesting things after the game, you know, Dean Evison talking about how he put pressure on the uh, leadership group to try to get the team back on track. And so that's I, I can understand people being frustrated at how the season starts, because like, I mean, come on, if you play even 80 percent of how they did in the final two periods, you're probably well above 500 at this point and they just they have not done it so far yeah 100 percent. and uh was um was john merrill missed in the lineup last night um no uh so that that's another plus there that he was not in the lineup uh and the decor looked a little bit better uh just a little bit uh so we'll, we'll take that for a grain of salt and uh you know damon hunt looked uh looked decent uh too so uh, kudos uh, for Damon uh, for getting in there, and uh, yeah, uh, and what more can we say about Marco Rossi too? That was that was so much fun. He he looks like a completely different player, and uh, you know, hopefully that uh, you know continues to get uh, Kirill Kaprizov uh, uh, you know going uh, like the player we all know he he is or uh, in, in can be. And uh, Matt Boldy uh, looked great again last night as well. So very encouraging. It's the confidence for me with Rossi and not only the confidence, he's commanding the puck when he's out there, when there are opportunities to shoot, he is, if he's open, he is asking for the puck to take shots. He's not shying away from that any, any bit. And it's no coincidence that with that confidence has led to him being tied for the NHL lead. Let me ref let me say that again. Tied for the NHL lead for rookies with goals in five. He's on pace right now, and it's not a pace that he'll probably keep up, but he's on pace for 37 goals and 50 points, uh, 50 plus points this season. Um. I don't think in our wildest dreams we would have expected any sort of a start like this. And yet it seems like he continues to get better every game. I looked into the stats after Saturday's game, second on the team in minutes amongst forwards, 22 minutes. He scored again. He is just, he looks like a guy that is just a commanding presence now in this top six. A hundred percent. And, you know, 
with that confidence, uh, you know, he's loving being in the top six, you know, uh, who, who can blame him after, you know, dealing with line mates that are not ideal for him previously and uh, getting to play with, uh, with Matt Boldy and, and, uh, and Kaprizov, just, just awesome. And another, you know, another thing I pointed out on Twitter too, how about Dean throwing out Rossi favor and Boldy as the trio? That was awesome. You know, three guys all under the age of, of 22 or, you know, younger. And uh, that was exciting to see for sure. Yeah, it's it's been a, that's been an encouraging thing that we've seen kind of start to build up over this year is Dean just he's trusting those guys in key spots. We've seen Rossi get time on both the power play and the penalty kill. Sam get time in overtime. It's clear that Dean is starting to trust those guys, which I think was one of the big things that we were hoping to see change this season. And little by little, there's a lot of work to do. But little by little, we're starting to see more of the trust in the youngsters to be huge focal points and huge leaders on this team. Yeah, it's going to have to happen. And, uh, you know, especially it, it just it, it it seems like this team is always going to just have injuries this in this entire season. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, not having uh, Freddie Freddy for a while now, that's that's causing some, some chaos. And so you're going to have to continue to rely on Marco. And I think he, he knows that too. And, uh, and, and Matt Boldy too, they, they're feeling the pressure, but they're thriving in the, in the pressure. And what more can you say about Brock Faber too? It just, <laughs> it just, it's amazing with, with the captain out, which, you know, with Jared Spurgeon out, he has just stepped up in his place and, He's been the best defenseman out of all of all of them, hands which, down, you know, and you know, he's, you know, you have Jonas Berdeen and Jake Milton that have been in the league for a long time. And yeah, he's outshining those guys. And so that pass he made on uh, X goal was just absolutely phenomenal. And yeah. uh, his skating, it, it helps him so much uh, too. And uh, you know, he just, he's, he's the ultimate shutdown guy. Um, We're going to talk more about the top six because kind of overshadowed by the um, first line's effort again in uh, Saturday's game was an absurdly dominant effort from the second line statistically. So we'll talk about the staying power for this top six. We got to talk about Philip Gustafson too, because that was uh, not necessarily all on him, but some concerns early on here in this season. And so we'll uh, talk about all that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Game Time. If you are someone who loves to live in the moment like I do, you probably have encountered a time or two where buying tickets to an event the day of left you feeling stressed. Whether it be finding tickets that are too expensive or in my case, going to an event and finding that your seat view is obstructed. Game Time is here to help make all of those stressful details as worry-free as possible. Game Time offers last-minute tickets plus flash deals and views from every seat in the venue. And with their lowest price guarantee, you are guaranteed to have a great time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For tomorrow's episode, we will dive more into uh, what we have seen from the new look lines and uh, what we think about the potential for things to stay close to this as we move forward. Seth Topol joined by Alex Micheletti. Alex, we talked about the top line, Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Marco Rossi. I was adamant after the postcast that that combination needs to, that needs to be the standard going forward. And they played great against the Rangers, but the numbers statistically for Matt Zuccarello, Ryan Hartman, and Marcus Johansson were even better. Uh, they had an expected goals percentage of 92%. In nine minutes of time on the ice, which is the highest I've ever seen. And what it means is that 92% of the time, if there's a goal scored on the ice, it's by that trio. And I, I know it seems like Zuccarello has gotten a little fire back in his game. You got Marcus Johansson, who provides just such a you know speedy presence, but also just some calm and collected skating out there oh and then ryan hartman seven goals now in 11 games that combination i think has uh, some staying power as well yeah it, it's amazing how you know dean uh you know just uh is not not stubborn anymore and uh look look what happens uh you know he's he's feeling the the pressure a little bit and then finally decides to to change things up uh you know it's it's amazing and uh Desperate times call for desperate measures, and it's it's worked at least for for one game. Uh, yeah, that and that's that's the beauty of it is that you get this taste, and they're not going to play like that every night. No. There are going to be nights where if you roll with this as your lineup going forward, there will be losses. But it just it was just such a different look, and it just was a relentless attack. I think that was the thing that was was just so surprising to me was just how relentless they were at getting turnovers in the neutral zone and going right back to work offensively. Top line, second line. How about Pat Maroon, Marcus Foligno, and Jewel Erickson Eck? That line gave you some just a little taste of the uh, the grief line with Jordan Greenway back uh, a couple of years ago, and then. The fourth line just continues to do their thing too. It it collectively was just, you know, we talk about it with the the Minnesota Vikings winning against uh, Atlanta, a team win. Wild Rangers was a team win, um, and all those combinations looked great. Yeah, that was a Rangers team that what was on a six game winning streak and yep. probably the best team in the East right now. And so that uh, say what you want, you know, no Adam Fox or or Igor, but. Uh, uh, you know, that that was a team that still has Panera and Zabinijad. Um, the, the names go on and on. Kreider. I mean, these guys have been in the league a long time. And uh, and Jacob Truba, who's just a, a beast. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that was that was a hell, hell of a one. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, you could 
you could see the relief of so many yeah. faces on the team and the fan base was, was so fired up uh, that when, <laughs> when Mark Andre, uh, when, when flurry, when he stretched to stop Vinny Trocek, that was just insane. You know, he's, he's almost 40 years old and he's doing, yeah. that, doing that. That's absolutely incredible. And what now he's um, six wins away from, you know, from passing Patrick Waugh for second all time and wins just, just incredible. And I think you roll with him against the New York Islanders, which is just a perfect segue into uh, our discussion about Philip Gustafson, who gave up three goals on the first four shots he faced. The numbers so far this season are not great. Two, three, and one, 4.89 goals against average and an 871 save percentage. Uh, the opening night shutout against the Florida Panthers feels like just an extension of last season. Now, I've been pretty adamant, and we've been pretty adamant, I think, in previous talks about this, to throw more of the blame on the defensemen in front, just not being able to keep any of the key areas clean. You're getting a lot of unblocked shots coming in from the slot and even further in than that, a lot of rebounds that are just being tapped past Gustafson. And so I'll just pose the question this way. Are you concerned about what we've seen from Philip Gustafson so far this season? Or do you think he will end up ultimately getting things turned around? Yeah, I'm extremely concerned. Uh, you know, it's not it's not just a one off of just, uh, you know, six or seven goals. I mean, it's been a continued period of just giving up multiple goals and in, in, in a lot of a lot of times in a row, like back to back. And, uh, you know, it just seems like it's getting in his head a little bit and. You know, maybe uh, the best thing is for him to, you know, uh, to sit out of the next couple of games and and clear his head. Uh, you know, Flurry is capable of of starting multiple games, uh, you know, in a row. And so I think maybe that's the best thing for him right now. It just it just seems like something's off for him, and he's putting way too much pressure on himself. Yeah, I I had thought it was a situation like we saw with Flurry last year um, before he kind of settled down and tightened things up is you as a goalie try to anticipate what is going to happen as opposed to reacting to things after they happen. So you ass you essentially try to read the minds of what the opposing skaters are doing, which leads to you getting to a spot, but then allowing the other team to react to that and then counterattack. And so it's just a it's a situation of just needing to, I think, iron some things down. I I don't think we I don't think we need to go down the road of oh my god, what a terrible contract to sign Gustafson. I I think that stuff's all a little premature. Um that being said, I think you probably look over these uh 3 games on the road. You probably go flurry flurry and then let Gustafson go against Buffalo and see if a a handful of days off some opportunity to just look at film and try to get himself right, see if that does the trick. And if not, you know, you have given Flurry some opportunity to get starts rolling and uh, get into a rhythm. And then you just go right back to him on Sunday against Dallas. <laughs> it's you have to, you have to do something here because clearly what's been going on is, uh, is not working right now. And so, yeah, yeah, I think the breather is just, just what, what he needs. Yeah. And I think 
what we need to see for this wild team until they can get the defense shored up until they get Jared Spurgeon back in the lineup. They have talked in the past about being a team that is led by their defense and goaltending with as, as good as this team has looked in five on five, pretty much all season, you got to flip it. And I think you have to let the offense lead. Now that's another way that the wilds can take pressure off the decor and the goalies is by sustaining time in the offensive zone, which I don't know what the numbers were, but I would be willing to bet that it was something like 15 minutes of zone time for the Wild in those final two periods against the Rangers, which is absurd. Let the offense lead. Let the offense do things to help these goalies and the defensemen out um, so that you don't have to put as much pressure on those goalies right now. Um and and just see if that can help kind of bring some of these numbers down and allow Gus to stack some good performances together and get on a roll. Goalies are a position that is predicated on confidence and is predicated on getting into good rhythm. And so Flurry's got it right now. Roll with him and uh, just give Gus an opportunity for a little extra breather to try to get himself right. And you know Mark Andre Fleury is motivated to get this record with yep. uh past uh you know Patrick Wall. It's probably it's probably the main reason why he came back for another season is just to, just to have that bragging rights. Uh, you know, with uh when you pass in a legend like Patrick Wall, that's that's a that's a huge, huge, huge deal. So uh good good for Mark Andre for getting that win and uh his his post game speech was absolutely hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot, lots of f bombs, but uh, big win, big win, boys. He said, he said, yeah. he said, he said uh, you know, the Gus, we were completely lost in in the first period, and uh, uh, you know, held it held it together there to to get the win later. And uh, I was laughing so hard when uh, you know Matt Boldy's shot uh, uh, went in off quick. <laughs> it was just. You could tell you could tell Boldy was 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 smirking big and yeah, that was that was huge. Yeah, and Flurry said it uh, got kind of lonely back there with all yes. the time that the Wild spent in the offensive zone. Yeah. So again, just uh just let the offense let the offense take the lead here uh for these next few games because the road doesn't get any easier. And so we feel great now after a win. Everybody's spirits are boosted, but it is just continuing to be pedal to the metal. We'll talk about the week on tap as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. You can score early this season with FanDuel, and right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. If you picked the Vikings to beat the Atlanta Falcons this uh, past weekend, probably had to sweat things out for a little bit, but boy, did Josh Dobbs come through big to uh, allow the Vikings to pick up a big win. And if you bet the Vikings to win, you hopefully used some of those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. The Vikings will continue to try to keep their role going next weekend, so make sure to throw some of that down on Jordan Addison. TJ Hawkinson, probably see Josh Dobbs at quarterback again. Lots of great options to spend those bonus bets. 
Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Seth Topol joined by Alex Micheletti. And so you finish the Rangers off in a shootout. You get to play them in less than a week. The road for the Wild this week includes at the New York Islanders, at the New York Rangers, and at the Buffalo Sabres. And these three teams all having varying levels of success or lack of. Uh, but it's an Islanders team to start it that has some pretty intriguing pieces. They've got great goaltending, obviously. They play a little bit of a slower style, which should hopefully help the Wild. But none of these None of these games are cakewalks. Even the Buffalo Sabres, who the Wild will play on Friday, they're capable of scoring a ton of goals. They're off to a slow start. You don't have to tell the Wild how difficult it is to play against them. Just ask them how things went last year. These teams are just pains, pain in the butts to, to play against. Uh, we've talked off air. It's just, I mean, especially the Islanders, too, because they are the most anti, you know, fun, fun to watch the, you know, they, they rely on, uh, on, uh, um, Sorokin so much and, uh, uh, they just kind of lull you, lull you to sleep and then, you know, pot one or two and then shut things down. And so that, that's a frustrating team. And then, uh, you know, Tage Thompson, you know, what more can you say about that guy? They just, uh, unreal. Yeah. It's, it, and old friend uh, Alex Tuck and you know, uh, you know Jeff Skinner and Rasmus Stalin. So I mean that's it's just tough. It it does not get any easier, you know. And uh, you know then we'll you know, eventually play Dallas too. So that's uh, just uh, the you know it's just it's a tough stretch. You know there's you cannot take an there's no off nights and uh, no. you know you can't uh, you can't just feel good off off this one win. You know that's. Uh, you know, this central division is, is just a meat grinder. You see, um, uh, you know, uh, yesterday, uh, Ryan O'Reilly gets a hat trick against Edmonton. You know, they just, uh, you know, there's, there's teams that are, you know, it's just, it's chaos. You know, Colorado has been shut out. What, you know, a couple times in a row and just, yeah. uh, uh, strange, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a wild, wild start to the, uh, to the NHL season. You, know, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't make anything up. You have, uh, you know, you know, a Vegas team that just got their first loss and then San Jose that doesn't have a win yet. So it's just, you never know what's going to happen in the NHL. I don't know what's more impressive. The fact that the San Jose Sharks continue to lose or the fact that they continue to give up 10 goals a game. Um, both are I've equally never seen, I've never seen double digits back to back. I was like, oh my goodness. And they That's were at home. Imagine imagine being a season ticket holder and you have to you see those back to back performances. It's it's tough. I have a feeling I would probably be a former season ticket holder <laughs> at this point, uh, based off of how things have gone. Sell my tickets. <laughs> yeah, they played the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. Oh, and they lost that game by a score of 10 to 2. Uh, after losing 10 to one to the Vancouver Canucks, so you get outscored 20 to three in a two game span. And they're in that they're they play Edmonton on national TV on Thursday. It's like, how, <sighs> how are they on national TV? And they have the fun. They have the chance to do the funniest thing ever is to uh, add to 
Edmonton's misery and get their first win, which would. Could oh you imagine? Guess, I don't know if Ken Holland or Whitcroft. I don't know if both of them could could make it if they lose to that team. The only team that has given the San Jose Sharks a point this season, <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> It makes it makes no sense that that adds to the this beginning of the season where it's just it is chaos. Yeah, it, hockey is weird. It Preposterously is. weird. Yeah. Um, the Wilds. I think it's important for this Wild team that they can have four lines that are equally capable of performing well because they're going to be on the road for all these games uh, until Sunday when they will play the Dallas Stars at the X. But you've got the likes of uh, goalies such as Ilya Sororkin or Semyon Verlamov, both off to great starts for the Islanders. You've, of course, got Shesterkin and Jonathan Quick for the Rangers. Uh, for Buffalo, Uko Pekalukinen, Devin Levy, or Eric Comrie. And then, of course, Dallas, Jake Onger, Scott Wedgwood. So it's going to be imperative that the offense does their job because these are tricky goalies, except for the Sabres, uh, that they'll be facing here over the course of the next week. Yeah, get get the shot totals up. You know, we we saw what happened with with Jonathan Quick. Uh, you know, he had his his moments of you know the vintage Jonathan Quick, but you know he's an older goalie. But you know, you you just gotta get the get the shots. You know, cause. Cause havoc in, in front of the net. Uh, yeah. The Wild, they aren't the most skilled team, but uh, they have guys that grind for goals. You you saw where Ryan Hartman scored. You saw where uh, X scored. They, they they like to battle and they like to <laughs> just wreak havoc in in front of the net and slam home pucks. They just have to keep doing that and uh, stay out of the box. That's that's the number one thing because you're gonna be playing some amazing. Uh, skilled power plays, uh, you know, especially Dallas. So stay out of the box. How about uh, Zuccarello's goal against uh, Quick, where he was just just waiting on one side of the net, and it was a shot essentially directly to him. It basically was a pass, and he just chip shots at uh, top shelf. Uh, I was like, "Come on, that's that's not fair." No, it's what what are you supposed to do there? And, yeah. Uh, that had to feel good for for Zuccarello. You know, he's former Ranger, so um, it's always nice to get those bragging rights for sure. Most definitely. Um, the the analogy that I will use for the Wild over the next week is if you're trying to break down a door. In order to do so, it is easier to do that hitting it up close, as opposed to trying to break it down ten feet away. So attack in close. And up the volume of shots, crank that to 11, and uh, the Wild should be fine if they uh, can do all that. And hopefully they come away with one or two wins on this trip, maybe three. Uh, but at this point, we can't really be choosy. We'll we'll take whatever we can get. Yes, 100%. Yes, yes. Well, that uh, will wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So as always, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Make sure you follow along on your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube so you don't miss out on any new content as we move through the rest of the season. We've got pregame, postgame, as well as uh, episodes throughout the week with special guests and more. So make sure that you follow along with Locked on Wild so you don't miss out on any Minnesota Wild news or notes throughout the year. 
We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.